WRKS Pickens Jackson. All systems go. Live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. It's now Live in the studio. It's the Out of Bounds Show with Low Bounds. Streaming live worldwide on the Out of Bounds Radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. All set. Let's go. The Zone. And good morning. Welcome in. A little special out-of-bounds show from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. like we do for, well, the 10th year now. Live from the Delta Soul Charity Golf Event put on by Steve and Gwen Azar, Greenville, Mississippi, the Greenville Country Club, raising money for arts programs around the Delta, among other programs. And uh, we've got a big event. It's sold out. We had a great time last night at Doe's, and they'll be playing golf uh, all day today and tomorrow and celebrating the Mississippi Delta and the Delta Soul Charity event. The show is brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge and award-winning DancingRabbitGolf.com. I want to welcome in the man, Steve Azar. Coming in strong Bobo, here on the show. You know, you here's the deal with me and you. We've been doing this together a long time, right. and it's been 12 years. So you you've eliminated two years from your memory bank. Which I is think I have. <laughs> I think it's been 12. I told Gwen this week it's been 10, and she goes, "Steve, it's been 12." So, but it's been glorious. You've been here since the start. You know, and uh, how much fun have we had? We've had too much fun. Yeah. I had to kick out four people at Doze last night because they weren't supposed to be there. And uh, and I did kick them out. I said, you guys have to get the up. Right. Because they weren't going to leave. And because uh, we have the whole place plus most of the place in the early seating. And so, anyway, I've, I've lost four fans if they were. <laughs> That's okay. All right. So, you did two seatings last night at Doe's. How many people did y'all feed last night? Like 200? About 185. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're getting the play. We probably just should at least put place out the whole way because otherwise, that way I won't lose fans every year. If they, they may not like me at all, but maybe they like me now. Maybe no, it was a reversal. Like no, it was good. We had a great time. Obviously, we go to Blues Bar after, you know, my buddy Steve Berline. I think Steve's going to be on later. Yes, in 30 minutes. And, and I haven't seen him in, in quite a few years, and he's been trying to come. But I just watched him in awe at, at listening to Blues. I was watching Blues. And it's that it's the same picture. It's, it's like a, you could just, in a, in a different body, every year they see that, they've never seen it before. You know, they've heard about it, but to live it and, ex, you know, experience real blues in the Delta where it all became, you know, where all was born. Right. It's just the surprise on their face and their their mouths open and they can't believe it. I know. And I love that. I Former love that. NFL quarterback Steve Burline yeah. will be on the show at 1030. We're visiting with Steve Azar. He is the host this weekend. And it is a wonderful, great weekend to celebrate the Mississippi Delta and Mississippi that Steve and Gwen Azar put on the Delta Soul Charity event. Steve joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. I want to talk about your bartending skills. So I walk into the Blues Club last <laughs> night after having an amazing meal at Doe's, and you are behind the bar making sure that all your friends and VIPs are having a great time. Can I be honest with you? I yes. was going to get myself a drink, <laughs> and then I got stuck. You can't, everybody listening out there knows. You, you Big mistake to go behind the bar. And, oh, you know. So we ended up back there, and then it got a little crowded. And so I was able to get out. No, it's fun, man. Growing up in, you know, before you're playing arenas or, 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 or theaters or whatever it is along the way, big festivals, you were playing bars. You know, I grew sure. up playing on that street, playing bars. It taught me a lot uh, back in the days of the dock, you know, and all that. I mean, come on. That was part of my upbringing. 
And uh, mine too. Yeah, I mean, so it's awesome, and that that just never leaves you. You know, making a cocktail is good. You know but, what we did? Yeah, we, we had Dewitt Deweese, the owner of the dock, on the show. <laughs> Dewitt a couple <laughs> yeah. years ago, and we basically did a whole show on the dock. Azar. Yeah. Do you know what I had to do to get into the dock? He goes, I hear you playing all these originals. Well, maybe I did. I've been looking for my soul. Is it is it somewhere in <laughs> no, Jackson? You, you left it at the Blues Club. Yeah, I did. So he would not allow us to do. He goes, no, I hear you do too many original songs. And I said, I, so we lied. And I'd introduce all my songs as, you know, this is Mellencamp's or this is R.E.M.'s. I was just lying. Sure. And they were mine. And and we were we had such a following back then. And he eventually he goes, I know they're your songs. He goes, but, you know, so anyway, I said, well, hey. You know, I had to do it, so I lied <laughs> just to get to play it. You know, well, hey, it, <laughs> I lied to get my first bartending job at Nick's at, restaurant on Lakeland Drive. Oh wow! Well, I thought we were about to talk Shapley's. Well, that, that Mark, was my right? two days later. I went there. Uh, I, I'd do two nights a week there and two nights a week at the other place. I think I bartended at Mark's house when we were kids by accident at the age of I don't know. Mark, if you're listening, hey, I had you to know, get in. No, I know. You know, I do want to say something. You and I. Have had a great relationship. Uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield has never, never missed us. Never not been supportive, and I love that. I've been a lifer with Blue Cross, and then our team at Pearl River Resort. You know, talk about dancing rabbit. Those golf courses are ridiculous, beautiful. And um, you know, I feel bad about taking a divot out there. You know, because I feel like it should be <laughs> wrong, the wrong thing to do. But our friends, you know, Matt and everybody, and the chief and everybody, everybody's been so gracious to us. And and my boy Ryan just walking around the place, but. But the truth is, I, I've really enjoyed my time with them, and it has a lot to do with you, so thank you. Well, look, you know this. Golf, yep. a super cool sports book, and dinner at Philip M's, which you and I have done that a couple of times together. Does it get any better than that over 24 or 48 hours? You know, you feel like the Rat Pack. You know, yeah. you feel like you're in this this setback environment, and the food's fantastic, but it just they, they're just my folks. You know? Hey, can I tell you this? Uh, I met Willie Henderson. Marshall Henderson's dad, <laughs> yeah. and he talked about you jamming with Morgan Freeman and Andy Kennedy, A.K. two weeks ago at Marshall Henderson's so much fun, man. wedding, and I saw that video, and that was freaking awesome. You Azar. saw the video we could show. That's exactly right. Morgan was a little explicit at times. He Morgan, was, and, listening. and A.K.'s got to get those dance moves up. <laughs> hey, come on! I didn't know that was going on behind me, and when I saw I, it, it was on hilarious. Film, I was loving it. I, I mean, mean, that guy looks like he's he's a white guy, wears New Balance <laughs> and white socks. But, but you were up there jamming, and Morgan Freeman was owning the microphone. Yeah, I've done a lot of stuff with Morgan in my time. It never gets old, man. It always feels brand new, and he's such a sweet man. Yeah, he's good to me. My Waiting on Joe video back in the day, you know, we come off a big hit, but he loved Waiting on Joe. He said it mattered. He also couldn't wait to be a part of One Mississippi when the state song came down. He goes, I want to be the first person. I mean, he was really – I mean – it mattered to him. You sure. Know? And I love it when we do something. And I was 20, 20 years apart <laughs> between the two. But the fact is, he's a blessing for our state. And he's been a blessing for me. And I love that the fact that he supported the the song and believed in it. And waiting on Joe. And well, by the way, one Mississippi, Mississippi I'm going to tell you this because I'm not here to, to stroke your ego. But you crushed it. You worked a long time on that. And you did a great job. Well, and it meant a lot to you. I love our home, man. I love it. And it's, that's the most grateful it's the most grace, grateful thing that's ever happened to me in the music business. You told and me it was the coolest project you've done. There will nothing ever top it. There's nothing. There are no, there are no Academy Awards. And on our in our world to have states, all my friends who write have written some of the biggest songs in the world. Right. One of them, uh, my but oh my buddy Moose goes. You know, I know I wrote Five O'clock somewhere. 
and I know I've been musician of the year, but if I, what I wouldn't do to have the Arkansas, the Arkansas State song is it'd be big, the there, biggest yeah. moment. And I said, well, Moose, you, you people in Arkansas have like seven songs, so I, y'all can't figure it out. But anyway, no, it's 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 great, and we got a children's book coming out, and we're debuting it at the Mississippi. Um, at the children's uh, children at the, at the at the book fair this year. Oh, cool! Um, and uh, Sarah Frances Hardy illustrated it yes. from Oxford, and she killed it. So, the kids are literally that she created. Seven beautiful kids are taking you on a walk through the lyric, and it's and it's a lesson, like a walking lesson in Mississippi. So okay. it's, it's turned the uh, the song into a whole another element. When level. are you doing that? Uh, we'll launch it in August. Okay. Yeah. It's right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be an author. How about that? Oh. Can I officially? Is there yeah, right, so anything in a book? You're a musician. You're a writer, producer. Now you're gonna be an author. I'm a mutt, is what you're saying. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like being a mutt. Steve Azar on the Out of Bounds <laughs> Show, brought to you by Pearl River Resort and the Golden Woo! Moon Casino Come on. Sportsbook. We're here for the Delta Soul. I'm letting it all ride on red. Let's go. Oh, we did that down in the Dominican a couple weeks ago did for you? my son's senior trip. <laughs> oh wow. He got a he got up eight hundred bucks. See that. I told him that's when you got to leave the table. When I go to Pearl River, they always let me win. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to shoot my commercials while well, we're winning. Here, Steve. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So um, I know. I know your mind's moving like mine. I've got to do a show at 1 o'clock, so get ready. Do you really? Yeah, man. I got my show. Okay. So, I gotta get that and, so uh, you're going to ride around on the golf course? No, club. no. I'm not doing that. Today's your day to play. I'm going to do sound check with the guys Okay. and get things situated. I play tomorrow. There's no way. Okay. If you saw me out there today, I'd be a wreck. So, okay. Um, hey, uh, a guy best. named Nicky Cobb yeah, just texted me and said, tell Azar I said hello. He's a great man. Nick. Super dude. You're a great guy, man. I miss you. Yeah. Is he from the Delta? Yeah. Yeah, he's a Delta boy. Okay. Yeah. Great uh, guy. We've uh, we got a lot going on. Southern Miss, if they win it, we will be one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. I know. You know, that's insane. The crew is going down on Sunday, but they play tomorrow at 2 o'clock, as you know, against Tennessee. Well, there's 16 left, right? Yeah. Yeah, Tennessee. I, I left. One of the big reasons I left Nashville because I couldn't look at orange anymore because there was a lot of orange still in Nashville, right? There is. I couldn't do it. I didn't like the tint of the orange. Jim Gallagher, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Azar on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're live here from the uh, Delta Soul charity event that – Gwen and Steve Azar put on that has grown like crazy compared to when I was here 10 to 12 years ago. Sold out. And uh, Azar and the crew do a great job in bringing people all over the country to uh, celebrate the Mississippi Delta and the programs that they support. Azar, thank you so much for having us once again and hosting us, my friend. We've still got a lot of time left this weekend. Yes, we do. Thank you, brother. You're the best. Be good. Steve Azar on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We'll have Sean Drover, the uh, drummer for Megadeth, coming up next. And then Steve Berlin, live from Greenville, Mississippi. All right, we're back. Uh, We're live from the Greenville Country Club for the Delta Soul Charity Event, brought to you by, uh, obviously, Steve and Gwen Azar. This is our 10th or 11th show here, and uh, we're glad to be here, having a great time. You're listening to ESPN 105.9 The Zone. This is the Out of Bounds Show. The show is brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge and the number one tequila in the world, Patron. Super premium tequila, 100% blue agave, 
enjoy some ice-cold Patron over the weekend. want to welcome in our friend. We had Sean on, Sean Drover with uh, Megadeth and big sports fan. We had Sean on two years ago and had an absolute blast. I listened to Megadeth growing up. And I couldn't believe it when I met Sean two years ago in the lobby of the hotel. So, uh, Sean Drover, good morning. How are you, bud? Good morning. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You doing well? Yes. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Glad you're here. Getting some more Mississippi in your life. Absolutely. Um, so, you're from Montreal, Canada. Born and raised, yeah. And I think I remember that, but you just told me during the break. Mm-hmm. And so, when I was a kid... Yeah, I was a baseball nut, Mm -hmm. and I collected baseball cards in the 80s. Starting about 1981, 82, I was eight, nine years old. Yep. And I fell in love with the Montreal Expos Mm -hmm. because I got uh, TBS on my – you may not have gotten this, but TBS – carried all the Braves games, Sean. Yep. So that meant, and the Braves Still and the Expos do. were in the same division. Yep. Okay. And Tim Raines and Andre Dawson and Gary Carter, yep. among others, were on those Expos teams. And Raines, I loved Ricky Henderson over in the AL because he always stole bases. Mm-hmm. And I loved Raines in the NF, in, in the NL because yep. he stole bases. Yep. Were you following the Expos then? Of course. I mean, that's just part of, you know, in Canada growing up. I mean, that's, you know. Unfortunately, as you know, we don't have that team anymore, you know, but uh, to me, again, and we talked about this at the break, I, I, I would argue with about any, just about anybody, I would say Gary Carter, top 10 catchers like yeah. ever to grace this planet. And he just, fantastic catcher. And yeah, Andre Dawson, I mean, you know. The Hawk. Yep. I mean, Andre Dawson, yep. and y'all played on that artificial yep. turf, which yep. was crazy Olymp- for Olympic us. Stadium. Yes. Yes, That's absolutely. It. And so it was such a different bounce than when I was watching the Braves at home. Yeah. Oh, watching yeah. them play the Mets. Yep. Or, who, you know, Dodgers, whoever else they were playing. And I always thought it was wild to see your, your infield and outfield because a lot of teams would come into Montreal and damn ball would bounce over. Absolutely, yeah. You know, they had obviously they had the 1976 Olympics in Montreal. I, yeah. I went and saw a, a soccer game there. I went and saw uh, it was Germany versus Russia, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Nice. I'm trying to you know such a, a long time ago that was I was 10 years old at the time, but you know that's the first time I had been to that stadium. Of course, I'd been there many times since that, but uh, yeah, I remember like you suggest that field had a, a hell of a bounce on it until for baseball was you know. Sean Drover with Megadeth, among other things, on the Out of Bounds show. Um, did you go to some Expos baseball games? I did. I saw them play Cincinnati Reds. and um, The big red machine? Yep. Of uh, I can't P-Rose, remember what year that was. Got P-Rose, and P-Rose, P-Rose was playing, and, and, and I cannot remember what year that was. But it probably was, 77, 78, 79. Probably, I would. I think definitely late seventies. Yeah, late seventies for sure. Yeah, because I remember Pete Rose, and I remember again. You know, we're going back so many years now, but he stole. He stole the base. You know, um, from first to second, obviously. And uh, you know, I'm looking back at it now. I'm I'm glad I get got to see Pete Rose and Gary Carter. You know, so that was you know, kind of such an old memory. I'm I'm just literally thinking about it now. I haven't thought about it in years. So growing up in. Canada, I guess mm-hmm. your favorite sport was hockey. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and Gretzky was still there before going to L.A., so he was with Edmonton. Yeah. But I guess you were a, a Montreal guy. No, absolutely not. No, no and, and everybody asked me that. Okay. Um, my father and my older brother, Brian, forbid us to like the Montreal Canadiens for okay. whatever reason. I didn't even know why. Okay. But we would get the Boston Bruins feet because they're only about five and a half hours away. 
in terms of travel. So we would get the get the Boston Bruins feet. So which I'm glad. And this this is like mid '70s now when I started watching it. You know, sure. And of course, I got to witness Bobby Orr, who again, I'll. Legend. To me, he is the best defenseman that's ever graced the planet. Revolutionized the position, as you know, an offensive defenseman, obviously. Sure. So um, I'm glad that I got to watch that. Now I respect uh, Montreal Canadiens now, looking back, obviously much more than I did as as a youngster because my dad. No, we hate the Montreal. I don't even know why, to be honest with you, you know. But right. of course, we got all those games as well. But I really grew up uh, being a huge Boston Bruins fan. You know, okay. again, certainly with the enforcers, Terry O'Reilly and Stan Jonathan, all those guys. I mean, just we're obviously into the fights and stuff back, you know, in, in the 70s. Yeah, that was they a, used to such, kick the crap oh, out of man. each other. Them in Philadelphia was, you know, Dave Schultz and Terry O'Reilly. Those are some of those brutal fights. All right, so let's switch gears. Yeah. We're visiting with uh, Sean Drover, um, drummer Megadeth, among many other things, joining us on the Out of Bounds show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're live from the Delta Soul Charity and Golf event for Steve and Gwen Azar. Sean's going to get out and uh, hit a bunch of birdies today and have a great time, and tomorrow. We had a great time at Doe's last night. Are you working on – a project or two that you want to share? Absolutely, with our yeah. That's listeners? funny you ask. Yeah, I, we uh, during COVID. I'll, I'll make this as quick as possible. Uh, during COVID, my brother Glenn, who was in Megadeth with me for four years before he left the band, and uh, said, "You know, we can't do anything touring wise musically. Why don't we make a new record?" He has a recording studio up in Canada, so I said, "Okay, let's do it." And and over the course of the last three years, on and off, we did that. And uh, now we have a new record uh, coming to fruition uh, July 7th with a new band called Withering Scorn. The record is called Prophets to Demise. It comes out worldwide uh, uh, July 7th. So, That's great. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a real labor of love, and, and uh, we're real proud of it and real excited about That's it. That's cool. So, yeah, so man. How long did it take you to make? Uh, three years on and off, you Dang. know, because uh, we all live in different parts of the sure. world. Our singers in Germany, our bass players in Connecticut, I'm in Atlanta. And, uh, so with the... Uh, benefit of technology now you can record different parts of the world so it's been a real great thing for us it's, it's again we do it at, at my age because i love it yeah i love to create new music so but we're real excited about it. we've had two singles drop um so far on you know with uh, uh videos and stuff on youtube and everywhere else um the the next single which is our first uh, band video comes out uh, a week today next friday comes next out friday but the record drops July, uh, July 7th, 7th, and uh, we're real excited about That's it. So cool. Got a lot of good positive feedback, you know, from from the two songs that we've dropped. A lot of positive feedback, so we're real happy about it. I know you're proud of that. Yeah, we're real proud of it. That's great. Yeah. Sean Drover on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. So now that you're in Atlanta, yep. Um, who have you gravitated to as far as pro sports? I mean, do you go for – no, it's always been no. It's, it's okay if you want to talk football. I, I'm been I've been a Steelers guy. Again, living in Montreal, Pittsburgh, we, growing up, Pittsburgh Steelers. We would get that feed, and, and you know they they would play Bradshaw. their avas- Yep, they Franco. would play their adversaries. You know Dallas, which I hated Dallas instantly. No disrespect hey Blake, to you Dallas. Hated Dallas. My, my executive producer, who's running. Sorry, the show guys, you're getting cut off. I don't know ace, what happened. Yeah, he's about to cut us off. He. He's a huge Dallas Cowboys. I'm sorry to hear that. I love that you just said that. Go ahead. No, well, you know, uh, again, yeah, I I think Chuck Noll, again, top five coaches ever to grace the planet, in my opinion. He's, you know, nobody talks about him because he wasn't that outgoing Tom Laundry guy and all, you know, again, no disrespect to all amazing coaches. You know, Belichick's the GOAT and all that stuff, but I'm a Steelers Steelers guy. I bleed it, you know, black and yellow, so. 
You know, yeah. To this day, I mean, I'm so excited about about what where the Steelers are right now. With you know, with the quarterback they got, they got they're drafting. They yeah. had a really strong draft. I think I think they had a great draft. They need to rebuild their uh, offensive line and and their defensive line as well. They got to protect that quarterback. That that kid I think is is going to be great. So. You got that weird look in your eye, but uh, we'll it, see. We will see, and that's the exciting thing about it, right? Sure. You, sure, you, sure. you, you know, well, you, he played well at the end of the year, Blake. He, yes, he did. His but, name's slipping my mind out of pit. Kenny Pickett. Kirby Pickett. Yep. Yeah. Kenny Pickett. Yep. Kenny Pickett. Right, sorry. So he he looked. Look, he's still young. Second um, half of the season, dude. He, 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 he was. Plays. He was. It was. Again, how can you even think that you know this is a total rebuild season last year and and this year will be as well? So you know the drill. It takes a couple of years to to get things you know in order and things sure. happening again. So, but I I thought the the second half of the season they were already heading in that direction. So I, I thought they were going to be six and ten or you know at best and and right. and they were this close to making the play. And I'm glad they didn't make the playoffs because I thought they would have got blown off blown out if they did. Right. So. But I was real impressed. So, are you mad that the Cincinnati Bengals are good now with Joe Burrow? No, I'm no. What? Okay. I have no. I'm not like that. I mean, okay. you know, See, best Blake of luck is. to everybody. Yeah. You know, again, Cincinnati and Cleveland—they've struggled for so many years. You know, have. especially Cleveland. It's like, you know, you want. I, I want to see those teams get better because you don't want to see the same teams. You know, New England Patriots, New England Patriots. I mean, Jesus. Okay. You know, do you, do you hate the Ravens? I don't hate them. But you just—I I respect them. Do I like them? No, not necessarily. Right. I, I totally respect them because it, it's been a Steelers-Ravens division. Of course, for I mean, ever. I mean, you know, just seeing Ray Lewis, you know, and all you know, yeah, that guy is a monster. So you, yeah. you know, you can hate him all day long, Ed but Reed. I, I, I totally, res- totally respect him. Yeah, Sean so. Drover, uh, drummer for Megadeth, now has a new album coming out um, with his brother, among others, July seventh. Yep. So I know I'm sure you can find that on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, and everywhere else. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Sean jumped on the show two years ago here at the Delta Soul Charity Event. We hit it off, and uh, he comes in every year now from Atlanta, which yep. is awesome to celebrate the Mississippi Delta. They'll play golf today and tomorrow. We got the big party here tonight. So Azar and all his buddies will jump on stage and perform. I mean, musicians, they'll be coming on and off the stage, but it's really cool. And then they also somehow pull off an auction during the whole thing. So there's a ton of live music, really good. I mean, we've got Grammy winners everywhere. And I've got, you know, a guy who's uh, played all over the world, Asia, Europe, United States, South America, among others, uh, with all sorts of people and Sean Drover on the show. So we've got musicians for days up up on the stage, and it's really, really cool. Isn't tonight a cool night? Yes, it is. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll be up there uh, playing. And, uh, yeah, the, you know, I'm all about the thing that I like about these events is I don't want to play the stuff that I play. Sure. It's fun to mix it up and do different things. And, you know, and they'll always suggest the different events. They'll say, hey, can you play this? I said, I'll play anything you want. You know, I'm about whatever is I'm, – I'm for the event. I'm not – you have to play this. Because, and I don't care about that. I'm uh, Whatever you want me to play, no problem. Let's go. So, right, I got to – who is your favorite? Who is your favorite drummer of all time? Neil Peart Rush, hands down. Not even not even close. No, but, I mean, there's, there's so many drummers that I love. But I, I I made the transition. I remember clearly when my brother brought home a, a live rush record called uh, All the Worlds of Stages, like 1979 or whatever it was, and I just couldn't believe musicians could play that good, especially the drummer. So I'm just like, I'm like, you know. So I was, I made that transition from the a rock and roll fan to like, 
wow, I'd, I'd like to become a musician. I mean, I, it was clear. I can clearly remember it. So, I mean, but yeah, I mean, there's, again, I can name you 40 drummers that I love and, and respect, but that for me, it's uh, Neil Peer from Rush. Absolutely. Is, is, okay. Is my Did dog. you ever meet him? No. I've met so many people. Uh, who is the most famous or the one that you most admire drummer that you've met in person? Probably Tommy Aldridge, who played with Ozzy Osbourne, White Snake, Patch. I mean, just he's been around. He's still playing. He still plays with White Snake. I mean, they've. He's got to be God. He's in his late sixties for sure. But he was a huge influence. I mean, I did a clinic with him. Really? In Indiana, I was like, "Wow, me and Tommy Aldridge are going to do a, a drum clinic." It was, and he was the nicest guy. Big bicycle enthusiast. Okay. Still in the shredded and amazing shape. Great. I'm like, this guy is a freak of nature. So okay. Tommy Aldrich for sure is the... the uh, Sean Trover, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank I you. I appreciate it, bud. Thanks for having me. Uh, Sean Trover, drummer, Megadeth, among other uh, musical talents. His, uh, his new album coming out July 7th. He joined us on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. And we'll be back, hopefully, with Steve Berline, former NFL quarterback with the Cowboys and Panthers on 105.9 The Zone ESPN. And we're live from the Delta Soul charity event, Greenville, Mississippi. Greenville Country Club right here in the bar. We're having a uh, Tito's Vodka Bloody Mary, which is fitting for this show, considering Tito's is an awesome partner of the show. And uh, this is our 10th year to be here. Or Azar claims it's my 12th, but I'm not sure. So 10 or 12, whatever. And uh, we are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're glad to have Steve Berline on the show, Notre Dame, former NFL QB. Joining us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. This is Berline's first year, so he got a heavy helping and taste of the Mississippi Delta and Doe's and the Blues Club last night. Steve Berline, good morning. How are you? Wow. Uh, uh, you just brought back some memories of yet of last night <laughs> that that uh, are permanently etched into my, my uh, memory bank forever. I, that, that food at Doe's last night, unbelievable. Yeah. And then, of course, the music at the Blues Bar. Is that what it was, the Blues Bar? Is that what it was? Yes. Yeah. Unbelievable. What a, what a night. Yeah, night one here down in Greenville was absolutely spectacular. Looking forward to the second opportunity here today. And you're just getting started. So Steve Berline gets to play 18 today. Then we've got the big party here tonight, which is incredible with live music and the auction. And we've got a James Beard chef uh, that's doing the food. The food, uh, Berline, among others, that are – First-timers are going to be blown away uh, talking about a spread. Then they'll play 18 tomorrow, and then there's another big party. So I want to talk about we're, – we're an SEC football show mixed mm-hmm. in with some NFL, mm-hmm. Steve. And um, you played at Notre Dame. Yes. And you told me Jerry Faust signed you. But you played for Lou Holtz your last year. Right. And you said you struggled your junior year because your shoulder was shot and Holtz didn't have to play you. Will right. you walk our listeners through that story? Yeah, um, you know, truly, I, I credit Lou Holtz uh, in my my senior year at Notre Dame for allowing me to, um, to to get healthy and show that I could play at the at the collegiate level and, and possibly at the next level. Um, and 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 really, if it wasn't for him, I, I don't think I would have had a chance to play in the NFL. I ended up playing 17 years in the NFL, and truly to this day, and, and Lou is still alive and he's still a very good friend. I talk to him every. 
every few months. Uh, but I, I really credit him for that because uh, my, my junior year at Notre Dame, Jerry Faust was his final year at Notre Dame. Um, I, I had been a two-year starter already. Um, so I was going into my junior year, and but I but I had a shoulder injury my sophomore year that was misdiagnosed, and during the off season they they treated it as a different injury than what it was. It was my throwing shoulder, and I had a surgery, a pretty major surgery in April. It should have been done in January. So I I lost three months of rehab, and by the time summer football started in August. I was not able to even throw a football at that point yet. And uh, I thought I was going to be redshirted, but Jerry Faust decided it was his last year. He had, I was the only quarterback with experience. He made me play. He's trying to win games. Trying to save win games, trying to save his job. Okay. And, and he wasn't really thinking about me, right. which, which really is sad. I and mean, you think back of it, I was a 20-year-old kid, and I'm just doing what my coach tells me to do, trusting he's thinking about my best interest. And Pete put me out there on the field, and, and I was not able to play and had a very poor year. I was in and out of the lineup. Um, we had a really rough year. Jerry Faust was not brought back, and I thought my football career was over because uh, at that point I had fallen completely off the, the draft map. No one even was talking about me as a potential professional quarterback. And we hired Lou Holtz, and he's always had mobile quarterbacks. I'm a drop-back passer. I'm not a runner. Right. And I, I thought I was done. And, uh, but he called me in, and fortunately for me, we had a, I had a teammate by the name of Tim Brown. Yeah. Um, who won the Heisman Trophy two years later. Uh, but but because of Tim Brown, Lou decided he wanted to throw the ball. He said, we got to find a way to get the ball to this guy. And he's like, you're the only one that can do it. And uh, he said, we're going to get you healthy. We're going to give you a chance. I think you can do it if you can get yourself healthy. And we'll see what happens. And I ended up just, that's all I needed to hear. He gave me a chance, and uh, I worked my butt off and, and got in shape and got myself back to where I was able to do the things I, I expected out of myself and had a, had a great senior year. Ended up getting drafted in the fourth round and had a 17-year NFL career. 17 so, yeah. years. Steve yeah. Berline on the Out of Bounds Show and the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. We're live from the Delta Soul uh, charity event here in Greenville, Mississippi, brought to you by Steve and Gwen Azar. Okay, so you get drafted and you go to the Cowboys, right? No, Raiders drafted. Raiders. Yeah, right. Raiders were well, first. Well, that's where Tim Brown went. Interesting. Yeah, Tim and I went to the Raiders. He was a year after me, but yeah, okay. went together to the Raiders. I was there for four years. Had a had a had a you know a great opportunity when Mike Shanahan. You probably didn't realize that he was a head coach there in uh, 1988. Oh, before going to the Broncos, he was at the Broncos as the offensive coordinator, and then he he was hired by the Raiders as a 32 or 33 year old coach. Wow, to be the head coach. Uh, he came in in 1988, my second year. Uh, I was I was basically on injured reserve. I was redshirted my, my first year, my rookie year with the Raiders. And then Shanahan came in and saw me and said, I think you can play. He named me the starting quarterback. And um, Al Davis and he clashed about that because Al Davis wanted a quarterback by the name of Jay Schrader uh, yeah. to be his quarterback. He made a big trade for him. And uh, Shanahan and Davis clashed for uh, all of 88 and then the first four games of 89. And you know who wins. Uh, the owner usually wins. Yes, he does. Shanahan went to bat for me and said, I'm going to start playing Burline after four games in 89. And Al Davis said, then you're fired. You know, I'm not going to let – I want to play Schrader. And Shanahan, you know, he went down with the ship and, and said, I'm, I'm, if I'm the head coach, I'm playing Burline. He got fired and – you know, Schrader became the quarterback again. Uh, Shanahan left. It worked and out for Shanahan. Though. Shanahan went on and had a great two career. Yeah, two Super Bowls, and and is still one of my very best friends to is this day. Really? Yeah, great friend and great person. 
Uh, but yeah, then, then I went, I, I fortunately got out of that situation a year later um, and went to the Dallas Cowboys in 1991. What was that like to play for Jimmy Johnson? Well, coming from Notre Dame, I hated him. You know, Notre Dame, Miami, Miami, the Catholics versus the convicts, you know, uh, I did not. I I was happy to be out of the Al Davis situation, but I was like, of all places, I got to go play for Jimmy Johnson now. This is terrible. (laughs) And, uh, you know, the great thing was I met the first time I met him, I went up to him and I had a hard time smiling. I was like, coach, never thought I'd see the day I'd be playing for you. And he looked at me and said, neither did I, Berline. He goes, but you know what? Some of our coaches think you can help us win a championship. So I'm glad you're here. And I said, you know, that's all I needed to hear. You think I can help? I'm, that's why I want to be a part of it. And, you know, the following year we won the Super Bowl. Right. So, And then it worked out for you. You would eventually become a starter again I, I, in the NFL yeah, after I, I, the Cowboys. I got – after I left the Cowboys after the 92 season, I, I went to the Arizona Cardinals. First year of free agency in the NFL, 93. Yes. I remember Reggie going to the Packers. That was like a big deal. And I, I got a chance to play under Joe Bugle. He had a really good year uh, in 93. But then they fired Bugle after that season. Uh, brought in Buddy Ryan, and Buddy Ryan didn't like me, so well, I was didn't on, even like offense. He he, he, he treated us he like crap. Six to three. Buddy Ryan, there are two. There are only two people in my career that I that I that I talk not highly of, or that I, that I that I won't really get into detail with, sure. because I don't like talking bad about people. Buddy Ryan was one of them, and Tom Coughlin was the other one. Mm-hmm. I played for Coughlin in Jacksonville the following year. Yeah. Buddy Ryan put me on the expansion list, and. Uh, the Jaguars picked me with the first pick in the 1995 expansion draft. Yes. Uh, 1994, I guess, because it was for the 95 season. And uh, anyway, but uh, Coughlin picked me, and, and I thought I was going to go there and rejuvenate my career. And he, he you know, just, just didn't work out nearly like uh, he had promised that it was going to work out. And I ended up uh, having one year there. And fortunately, the Carolina Panthers picked me up after that. Yeah. And uh, I had a really good run in Carolina. That's yeah, why I really did. had my chance. So Wesley Walls. Wesley Walls. Ole Miss. Yes. Yes, sir. Hotty toddy. He's been on the show uh, uh, he, several times. He's one of my best friends, an incredible person, incredible player. Yes, he is. Uh, we, had, we had some good runs there together. We went to the Pro Bowl together in 1999, and uh, great memories. Uh, man, what a great tight end he was. He, he just – I had that security blanket whenever I had any kind of a, a – you know, uh, a stressful situation. I knew I could always count on him to get me out of it. So, uh, great football a, player. I got about 30 seconds. Do you still go back to Notre Dame? And I do. I try to get back every year at least once. Okay. Uh, go back for at least one or two games every year and uh, kind of relive those old memories and, and, and love going back and cheering for the Irish. Yeah, it's got to be a blast. Yeah. Deep Burline on the Out of Bounds show. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're going to take a break. We're li- We're live from the Greenville Country Club for the Steve Azar, Stephen Gwynn Azar, Delta Soul Charity Event, raising money for arts programs throughout the Delta. And we're in year 12. I've either been here 10 or 12 years, and it's been an absolute <laughs> blast. And to have Steve Berline on CBS Sports, Notre Dame, 17 years in the NFL has been a blast. We'll be back in just a second. Live on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. So my guest, Steve Berlin, lived the uh, Catholics versus convicts um, whole deal during the 80s. I was a kid watching it. Um, and so, you know, that whole Notre Dame-Miami thing, Oklahoma was an absolute monster under Barry Switzer. Uh, Osborne and Nebraska were good. 
they could never get past Oklahoma, but um, the, the 80s were a blast. And uh, you had Notre Dame in Miami. You had Notre Dame, Southern Cal. We're visiting with former Notre Dame quarterback Steve Berline, 17 years in the NFL, now CBS Sports. He joins us live from Greenville, Mississippi, for the Delta Soul Charity event. We had Notre Dame, Michigan, too, at that time. Harbaugh and Schimbeckler were there. And uh, Bo Schimbeckler, yeah, that was Lou Holtz's first game. Really? It was against Michigan at Notre Dame, and that's where the world knew that we were a different Notre Dame. We came out and, you know, had a, had an incredible game against Michigan. Lost by one. Okay. But uh, it, what an incredible – that the energy in that stadium, Lou Holtz's first game at Notre Dame was amazing. And we really we, – we kicked Michigan's – can I tail? say ass? Yeah, you can I say, say ass. Okay. Michigan, we'll say tail. We'll just say okay, tail. Yeah. I didn't say I didn't say the other one. I said tail. <laughs> but we we didn't punt the whole day. Really? They didn't stop us one time, and uh, we we lost by one point. Our kicker was a guy you may have heard of. He only played in the NFL for twenty three years. John Carney. Yes, he was our kicker, and he missed an extra point, and he missed a thirty five yarder to win the game. Uh. Um. And we had three turnovers inside the ten yard line. Unfortunately, I had one interception. We had two fumbles uh, going in. So you gave them the game. We gave them the game, but we totally outplayed them. And I mean, the world knew that we were back. The Notre Dame was back, and and you felt it. Even we felt it. We felt it. We had, but we had our year. Our whole year was that way. We just you and Tim Brown had figured it out, and Lou Holtz, right? And and Lou knew how to. to Lou knew what I did best, and Lou knew how to get the ball to Tim Brown, and and it just you know he just he moved some people around to different positions, and you know he just had an eye for that and knew how to. He just was a real head coach. We we hadn't had a real head coach, but we were kids, so we sure. didn't know that. We thought it was our fault. It yeah. was Jerry Faust. We we did we just didn't think we were playing well enough. But come to find out, you know, day one with Lou, we knew it was a different it was a different situation, and we knew that we were going to have a chance. And, um, and that makes all the difference in the world. It makes all the difference in we, the locker room. We played LSU that year at, at LSU. Uh, again, lost by one point that year. They were one of the top oh. teams in the country. John Carney kicked a field goal to win the game, but uh, it was a dead ball foul before the snap. Of course it was at LSU. On LSU, on LSU though. They called it on LSU. What? Moved the ball up five yards. We had to re-kick it, and he missed the second kick. No. So he made the first kick, but it was a penalty on LSU. They re-kick it, we lose the game. Uh, Penn State won the national championship that year. We scored a touchdown to beat them at Notre Dame Stadium. Uh, at the on final drive, we drove down the field. I hit our tight end in the back of the end zone. He was wide open. Hit him right in the chest. He drops the ball. And we lose to Penn State by four. They went on to win the national championship that year. Those, are, those, those three games right there, you think about that. Those were three of the, the top. Ten teams in the country at the end of the year, LSU, Michigan, and, and y'all could have been State. in the national championship. We were good enough, and Lou said that at the end of the year. He said, "I'll tell you what, we we may. I'll, say, I'll use my little Lou Holtz imitation here. Right. He said we may be five and six, but there aren't six better teams in the country. We're one of the top six teams in the country. I can tell you right now. So <laughs> we uh, we knew we were good. We just didn't quite know how to finish it off. Right. So all right. So did you go four and zero against Southern Cal? I did. Never okay. lost to USC. Yeah. Uh, started all four years and beat them all four, yeah. So you played out in the Coliseum and then in At South Bend. Yeah, yeah. So it made coming home. That was the one thing that made coming home easy every year. I, I grew up in Southern California, so I hated USC. I always tell people USC is a four-letter word in my house. I bet. And uh, so, <laughs> so we uh, we couldn't even talk USC at my house. And Did they offer you? 
They did. Oh yeah, they came after me hard. Okay. I loved UCLA though. I grew up loving UCLA. You oh. can't. It's like the Yankees and the Mets. You know, yeah. you you can't love UCLA and USC. You pick one. Right. Um. And uh, I I loved UCLA. We were a UCLA family, and Notre Dame. My dad was a, a old school Catholic from the Midwest, from uh, Missouri, and and. Uh, you know, we just grew up loving Notre Dame and UCLA, and I, those were my really my two choices. I narrow when I when I had I had opportunities. I, I I was like, well, I'd love to go to Notre Dame, and I'd love to go to UCLA. Those are the only two that I'm really interested. Was that in. tough for you? It was tough. I initially committed to UCLA because uh, I didn't want to leave. I wanted to stay home. Uh, I had a girlfriend, you know. I, Absolutely. And I, I, the thought of going to South Bend, Indiana, wasn't that exciting. But the allure and the the history and the tradition of Notre Dame is what finally got me. And, uh, you know, I, I, I ended up, you know, not regretting it at all. But think sure. about this. This is where it's really interesting. I talked to, you know, Troy Aikman and I played together at, at, at uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Sure. We got a Super Bowl together. And uh, I got a chance to play when he got hurt one year and took the Cowboys to the playoffs. And then the following year we won the Super Bowl. Um, we're very good friends. But if I had chosen to go to UCLA, he was one year behind me. He would not have transferred from Oklahoma to, oh, oh my to UCLA. So Troy Aikman wouldn't have been Troy Aikman if if I decided to go to UCLA because Terry Donahue, the coach at UCLA, wanted to start me as a freshman, like right. Jerry Faust did at Notre Dame. I was going to start as a freshman at some point or play right. very early. Sure. Troy Aikman wasn't going to transfer to UCLA. Who knows what would have happened with Troy Aikman? And I, I mean, it's just amazing when you look at these, you know, these little six Kinda. degrees of separation things that happened along the way that could have changed the course. You know, my career, my, my football years at Notre Dame were very, very difficult. A lot of adversity, a lot of ups and downs. Probably made you better, though. It's probably the reason why you it, were able to hang around 17 maybe years so, in the Maybe so, right? But, but I, I, I often think back, and during those times, I was like, man, I should have gone to UCLA because they had a really good situation there, a good team. And, um, you know, I, I often wondered what it would have turned out like if I had gone there. But the Notre Dame experience, what Notre Dame has done for me after football is it just makes it very, very clear. I made the right choice, and I, I don't regret it at all. I, I love Notre Dame with all my heart, and I do it again the same way, knowing now what I, what I know. So uh, we're visiting with Steve Berline. We're live from the Delta Soul charity event. He's going to tee off here in a few minutes and, uh, and play some golf. We just got him a, a Shipley's Donut, so he has been oh, introduced good. Shipley's to uh, a whole new world of, of donuts yeah. that, that we grew up on. And uh, they are fantastic. They dropped a couple of boxes on us this morning, which was super. Yeah, that was special. That was, yeah. that was that was that was pretty, pretty impressive. What did you think about the Doe's tamales and the shrimp? Man, and all that last night. I and, and I, I I wouldn't even know how to describe that experience to to someone out in when I get home, you know, on Sunday, to describe it to my girlfriend or my kids or any of my friends. We went to this place in Greenville, Mississippi called does yeah and to try to explain that experience it's almost impossible i mean you gotta you gotta sit there you gotta go through it to understand how good every part of that was and just how unique it was you know the way they just bring it out set it on the table and uh got the bottles of wine sitting out there it was it was unbelievable experience steve barline thank you so much for uh your time today 
I want you to have a great time in the Mississippi Delta. I know you've got another interview hit, and I appreciate you sharing stories of Notre Dame and the NFL. And thanks for coming and celebrating with Steve and Gwen Azar this week. Anytime. You, uh, we'll, we'll exchange contact info. If you ever need me during the year, I'm happy to come on. Absolutely. Thanks, yeah. Steve. All right. Take appreciate care. it. Thanks. Steve Berline on the Out of Bounds Show, 17 years in the NFL, Notre Dame quarterback, and uh, now he's getting whisked off to another. Thank you, Terry. He's getting uh, shuffled off to another interview. Uh, Bo Bounds, Blake Scott with you on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. The uh, the fastest hour in uh, sports talk radio that we do every year is the Steve Azar Delta Soul charity event. And Blake gets it now. I laugh about it. Because, you know, we do three hours every day, and you kind of have some time to warm up. And as our friend Brody down in Miami tells us, hey, just just throw, throw some charcoal down, light the fire, get the show going, your morning drive, take your time. I didn't do that early in my career. Um, had no idea what to do, actually. And um, I, you know, I was just ripping right out of the gate. And he's like, no, 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 slow down. Set it up those first two segments. Get everything warmed up. See what's happening. See what works. You know, talk about a few things. Laugh. Um, you know, don't be serious. And and that's not what I was the first, uh, oh, gosh, decade plus on the air. And so this hour is crazy because, one, I can't explain this to you, but doing a show from 10 to 11 a.m., is night and day from firing off at 7 a.m., knowing that you got three hours. So it's weird. And uh, and I love it, though. We've had so many cool people on, actors, producers, musicians, Jim McMahon, Steve Berline, among others. And uh, another s- super show, um, live from Greenville and the Greenville Country Club and the Delta Soul Charity event. They are setting up all around us, as you can probably hear. There's going to be a big, big party here tonight. And uh, Azar, of course, Sean Drover, Megadeth drummer. We've got uh, four Grammy winners here. They're going to be jamming, playing all sorts of music, and then also doing a live auction to support um, arts programs throughout the Delta. Blake Scott? Yes, sir. How are you, buddy? Oh, man. I Like you said, it's a roller coaster, but it's fun. it's a fun one. Yeah, this is your last time to... Isn't that crazy? Uh, to, to fly to pilot to to fly the uh, the whole deal. Thank you. Um, this is your your last deal. You feel good about it, man? It's a it's a bittersweet day, as I've told people in in private conversations. It's one of those things like you you, you take the job knowing you aren't retiring here, but it's still weird when it's over. You know what I mean? It's still it's sure. still a little odd. It, it's a little surreal. I think Monday will be very weird when I'm going to a different job for the first time in six years. <laughs> It will be. It will be very I'm, odd. I'm happy for you. No, we're uh, we excited. We hate to lose you, but but I'm happy for you and uh, everything that you got in front of you. I guess probably. So we had a bunch of good road trips, but the best road trip was the NFL draft uh, in Vegas? Las Vegas. Yeah, see, they'll do other NFL drafts, but even if you go, nothing will be like that first one in Vegas. That that no. was the coolest experience by far. We've done some cool things. Uh, both together and just through the show individually, but that that was the coolest event by far. The Ve- the first Vegas draft that was full of people in in L- in L- Las Vegas. It just uh, that's an unreplicable trip for sure. And to do the show from Caesar's Sportsbook, 
was pretty or the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. From, and and I have to tell our listeners, I was Blake wasn't because he went to bed early. I ended up meeting Mike Leach till two thirty in the morning. I was insanely hungover, and uh, I don't stay up usually past ten o'clock. But it was I was just kind of roaming around the casino trying to find the Caesar Sportsbook for us to do a a post NFL draft podcast. But we had a blast. It was brought to you by Tito's Vodka because Mike Leach and I seven hours earlier were uh, were sipping on Tito's Vodka at the Cosmopolitan um, Casino in Las Vegas. Blake Scott, you did an amazing job for six years. We wish you the absolute best. Thanks for listening to the Out of Bounds Show. I want you to have a great weekend. Don't forget to hit mud bugs all weekend and enjoy some great crawfish and shrimp. We're, we're signing off from the Delta Soul Charity event. Have a wonderful weekend. See you Monday. <laughs>